السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا أما بعد قال ربي شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم زدنا علما All praise and thanks is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Peace and salutations upon Muhammad ibn Abdullah Salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi Peace and salutations upon his family, upon his friends And upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time Al-Hadith al-Khamis wa al-Thalathun An Abi Urayrata radiyallahu anhu Qala qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La tahasadu wa la tajar ولا تباغضوا ولا تدابروا ولا يبيع بعدكم على بيع بعد وكونوا عباد الله إخوانا المسلم أخ المسلم لا يظلمه ولا يخجله ولا يكذبه ولا يحقره التقوى هنا ويشير إلى صدره ثلاث مرات بحسب أمر من الشر أي يحقر أخاه المسلم كل المسلم على مسلم حرام دمه وماله وعرضه رواه المسلم So this hadith is number hadith number 35 and this narrated by Abu Huraira رضي الله عنه who said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said do not envy one another and do not inflate prices for one another and do not hate one another and do not turn away from one another and do not undercut one another in trade but rather be slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and brothers amongst yourselves a Muslim is the brother of a Muslim. He does not oppress him, nor does he fail him, nor does he lie to him, nor does he hold him in contempt. Taqwa, yani piety, is right here, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he pointed to his chest three times. He carries on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he says that it is evil enough for a man to hold his brother his fellow Muslim in contempt. And he says all of the Muslim is inviolable for another Muslim. We'll explain this a bit later. And then the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says his blood, his property, and his honor. So the Prophet, وسلم, the first thing he says in this hadith, he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, لا تحاسدوا ولا تناجسوا ولا تباغضوا ولا تدابروا ولا ولا يبيع بعدكم على بيع بعد. So the first point or the first thing that we need to look at is حسد. The word حسد translated into English as envy. And حسد it can be in the matter, as the author says, or a matter with regards to dunya and a matter with regards to the akhirah. And as we move along, we will give some examples to make things a bit clearer. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
in another hadith, and he called the sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Iyakum wal hasad. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he draws our attention and he says, Beware. Iyakum wal hasad. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he says, فَإِنَّ الْحَسَنِ يَأْكُلُ الْحَسَنَاتِ كَمَا تَأْكُلُ النَّارِ الْحَقَبِ So you want to know the evilness of hasad? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he says that envy, that hasad, it eats on your good deeds. That salah that we make, that zakah that we gave, that fast in the month of Ramadan, the sadaqah, the amr bin ma'roof, munkar, all those good things that you did, the tilawah of the Qur'an, the alkar that you make. If you have hasad, if you have envy, then it eats on your good deeds, like how the fire eats on the wood. So you know, when you make a braai, when you make a fire, and you put wood, then you put the brickets on, and you light it, what happens? You can see, right? How that fire eats through the wood, am I correct? And so sometimes you make a fire and you can just admire, right? You watch, and you see how it eats. Now like that, envy is a very bad thing. So envy, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he warns and he says, beware of envy. Because it will eat through your good deeds. And imagine you come on the day of Qiyamah. You come on the day of Qiyamah and what happens? You stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thinking you made salah. Thinking you pay zakah. Thinking you do all types of things. Good things. But you were a very jealous person. You were very envious on the next Muslim. And then you come and you find that this no deeds. Allah So, right, Hasad, and in the author he says that Hasad, Al Hasadu Yakunu fil Umuri Dunyawiya Wal Ukhrawi. That happens here in this dunya. Someone has a nice car, you might be jealous. Someone has a beautiful house, you might be jealous. You might be envious. And this is why also it is important for us as an ummah. To always, you see something good or someone, say mashallah. Say tabarakallah. Zadakallah, may Allah increase you, may Allah bless you. But what do we do? We do the opposite. Right? Sometimes you see a brother maybe flourish in the business. That's that's reality. Right? He maybe sold drugs. Was maybe doing some illegal business. This is generally how people think. So instead of saying, mashallah, instead of saying something good, what do we do? We do the opposite. We rather mock the brother, we rather say that something happened, was maybe involved in some illegal activities and that's how they became rich. Yes, you find people that obviously, they're not the best of business people, 
Maybe they were involved in some illegal activities. No one denies that. But generally, people are good. So, say good words to people. And it happens in every field, subhanAllah. It happens in, if you want to say, like the western fields, whether it's lawyers, doctors, engineers, whatever. And it happens amongst students of knowledge as well. It happens amongst ulama as well. Don't be envious. Don't show that. And sometimes without you even saying something, but your eyes. The Prophet ﷺ, what did he say? He said, Al-Aynul Haq. Right? He said that the, the eye, the ayn. It's truth. Sometimes you walk by something, imam, they're eating something nice. You're like, oh, I'm so blessed with that. Instead of saying, making a good to for me, all the man's stomach is soft. He gets sick. Right? So, beware. I mean, if the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in the hadith, which is made Hassan by Sheikh Albani and others, in the book of Dawul At-Tayadisi, says that, Aktharu ummati, some narration speaks about half. But a lot of my ummah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, will pass away because of hasad. Because of jealousy. And it's real. Alhamdulillah, I've been involved some time with Rukia. Been involved with some of these programs and a lot of the times you'd find that the patients come and they speak about hasad that someone has some form of jealousy on them so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those that we that we are happy and we are content with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Right? And we should never be of those that has this jealousy. Right? We should never be of those that has this type of envy in us. Right? Try to be brothers as the Prophet says. The Prophet he carries on and he says, Wala tanajashu. Right? So the word anajashu means ayyazida fi thamani sil'ati inda munadati alayha wa huwa la yuridu shira'aha bal yuridu naf'al ba'ihi bi ziyadati thaman lahu awil idhraa bi mushtari bi ziyadati thaman so yeah the next part of the hadith says, and do not inflate prices for one another. So I come, they say the item was advertised maybe at 10,000 rand. Maybe I pull up the, a man say, oh no, 
got this beautiful car, BMW, right? He came with a Mercedes Benz, a very beautiful car. Man comes out, you know, beautiful thobe, nice smelling oud. So now from 10,000, the items now into 15,000. Right? So this is to not inflate prices. If you advertise it for something, give it to that. But now you see, oh, mashallah, is a man that had money. Now you want to put up the price. The Prophet says, do not do that. It is liar juice. It's not accepted. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, وَلَا Right? And do not, the Prophet peace be upon him, he says, and do not hate one another. Ghibba. Do not hate one another. Boog. Right? And we find this, that sometimes, for no reason, I just don't like him. We don't like her. And not just that, we show also that we don't like the person. But there's no Shari reasons, there's no Islamic reasons why you don't like the person. You just have ghibda to them, you just, you just don't like them. The Prophet says, do not do this. Do not be like this. The Prophet ﷺ, he says, وَلَا And this word, تَدَابُرُ means الْمُقَاطَعَةُ وَالتَّهَاجُرُ Cutting off ties with your brother and making a hajjah with your brother or your sister in Islam. Don't do this. Right? He did something to me, he maybe said something to me. So now I don't speak to him. I come to the masjid, I don't greet him. One day goes by, two days goes by, three days goes by. Right? So what does the hadith of the Prophet says? Say, says you can make hajjah, you can be upset for three days. But after that, then try to make sulah. So here's two things I want to explain. That sometimes people have made it so obvious that like, you look at them, they don't even want to greet. You greet, they don't even greet you. Months goes by. Years goes by. How many families, how many brothers, siblings, they don't speak to each other for years. They cut to family ties. <coughs> Friendships were broken. Then also it carries on of the generation after generation. My daddy may be upset with him. And then I'm upset with his children. We don't even know why we upset. But we also upset. Doesn't work like that. The Prophet وسلم, in the hadith he mentions about being angry. And he says that for three days but after that that anger is supposed to subside. But what do we do as a ummah? We're angry for years. Right? It's normal. It's human nature to be upset to someone. Someone does something to you, someone says something to you, it's natural to be upset. But it shouldn't creep into your heart. It shouldn't be that 
You're going to be like this the whole the rest of your life with a person. No. Also, that was the first point. The second point I wanted to highlight, sometimes you may be not comfortable in certain people's company. That is also understood. But it doesn't mean that there needs to be that anger. Maybe there's a brother in the masjid I don't feel comfortable sitting in his company. But I will still greet him. I will still ask him, how are you? And this is a sickness that we have in the community and it's a sickness that we have amongst the brothers of Sunnah. That we have amongst the people of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Right? Obviously I'm not saying if someone bullies you, someone oppresses you, then you might also just keep quiet. We're not saying that. But we're speaking about the general thing of just being upset with someone, just not liking someone because for whatever reason, I don't like how he looks. And then you want to make a huge thing about it. Right? And we're all guilty of this. Right? So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove this from us. That they should, we should love one another and Allah knows best. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, وَالْبَيْعُ عَلَى بَيْعِ غَيْرِهِ So someone comes, for example, myself and Uncle Walid, we agree to sell a car. Okay? So we agree on the price, we agree on everything. Someone else comes now. Uncle Walid is the seller, he comes to Uncle Walid, he says to Uncle Walid, you know what? Um, you're selling a car for 30,000? I'm going to give you 40,000. Right? So now what's he doing? He's making a deal on Audi. And he's increasing. He said, I'm going to give you more. Right? This is also not permissible. We should not do this. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he then says, ikhwana. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, But rather be slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and brothers amongst yourselves. Al-Muslimu akhul Muslim. That a Muslim is the brother of a Muslim. Innama al-Mu'minuna ikhwa. That indeed the Muslims, they are brothers of one another. We are ikhwan. وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبَلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا As Allah says. And hold on to the rope of Allah and do not be divided. And this again, something very bad. That we have a lot of disunity. Even amongst Ahlu Sunnah, even amongst the brothers of Sunnah, there's a pocket here, there's a pocket there. Right? What does Allah say? Innama al-mu'minuna ikhwa. And if you find that suluh needs to be made, fa'aslihu, then make suluh. But be brothers. How? Look at the Ummah today. 
groupiezen, hè? Groupiezen. And there is no unity. So obviously now the next question comes up. But how do we get unity? And this brings me to the saying of Imam Malik ibn Imam Malik rahimahullahu ta'ala. That nothing will correct the latter of the ummah. You won't find that the latter of this ummah is corrected. Or they come on the haq, they come on the truth. Except that they follow that which the earlier part of this ummah, what they were doing and what corrected them. Correct? So you're going to sit. And people's going to say that this is the way forward of the ummah. This is what's going to bring unity to the ummah. That's what's going to bring unity to the ummah. But when you go back, how are the Sahaba? How are the Tabi'een? How are the Abba'u Tabi'een? And you see, it's far different to what you are calling to. And the first thing that's going to bring brotherhood back to this ummah is what? Is Tawheed. Whether you like it or not, whether you are a Sufi, whether you are a Khwani, whatever you want to call yourself, if you do not call to Tawheed, you are never going to get unity. This is the reality. What did Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam preach for 13 years in Makkah? To make salah. To give zakah. What did he call on? He called on Tawheed. When he sent Mu'ad ibn Jabal to Yemen, what was the first thing he told Mu'ad? What are you going to preach to the people? You're going to teach them La ilaha illallah. That none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. What is this? Tawheed. And if they agree, O Mu'ad, now you teach them salah. The second most important. And if they agree, agree and they oblige, O Mu'ad, now you teach them the other pillars of Islam. And each pillar was taught if they agree. If they agree. He didn't say go to Yemen. And the first thing you teach them is what? Is to pray the month of Ramadan, to fast in the month of Ramadan, to pray Salah. No. See, the first thing is that they must worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, La yadlimuhu. La yadlimuhu. He says, do not oppress him. Meaning, do not oppress your brothers. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he warned us about oppression. He warned us. And he said, Ittaqi da'wati madlum. He warned us and he said that beware of the supplication of the one that is oppressed. Because verily between the one that is oppressed and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is no veil. Is no hijab. Meaning what? That his du'as already get accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So don't oppress. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in various places in the Quran, He warns us as He does not love the oppressors. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, He says, وَلَا يَكْذِبُهُ وَلَا يَكْذِبُهُ And do not, what is this? And do not lie. Right? Do not lie. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Allah says to us that the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on the liars. So do not lie. The Prophet peace be upon him, he mentions in the hadith that someone will lie so much. He will lie so much on this dunya that in the sama the malaika he is known, they know him as a liar. Right? So we shouldn't tell lies. And this should be inculcated into, right? you know, generally small children. Right? They like to make stories sometimes. Right? They throw a lie they throw a lie. So from small already, they should be taught this concept that do not lie. وَلَا يَحْكِرُهُ And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, and do not hold your brother in contempt. Then the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says, and he says and he pointed to his chest and then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said بِحَسْبِ أَمْرِئِنْ مِنَ الشَّرِّ the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says that it is evil enough for a man to hold his brother in contempt. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says to us that all of the Muslims, kullu muslim ala muslimi haram, that a Muslim is forbidden, it is haram on the next Muslim. His damu, right? His blood. You cannot go and you cannot, cannot kill a Muslim for no reason. Wamaluhu. You cannot just steal a Muslim's money. Right? Generally, you can't steal money, but specifically a Muslim. Wa'irduhu. And his character, or his, basically, his honor needs to be protected. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, in his farewell sermon, and he says, inna dima'akum, that indeed your blood, wa amwalakum, and your wealth, wa a'radakum, and your honor alaykum haram, it is haram, kahurmati yawmikum hadha, and this was on the day of Arafah. As how sacred the day of Arafah is, right? This day. Fi shahrikum hada. Or how sacred this month is, the month of Dhul Hijjah. Fi baladikum hada. Like how sacred this land is. So this hadith is, subhanAllah, is a very enlightening hadith, very strong hadith. The Prophet teaches us how to deal with 
our fellow Muslim brothers. And this brings me to the next, brings us to the next hadith. And the next hadith is hadith As-Sadisu wa Thalathun. وعن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال من نفس عن مؤمن قربة من قرب الدنيا نفس الله عنه قربة من قرب يوم القيامة ومن يسر على معسر يسر الله عليه في الدنيا والآخرة ومن ستر مسلما ستره الله في الدنيا والآخرة والله في عون العبد ما كان العبد في عون أخيه ومن سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهل الله له به طريقا إلى الجنة وما اجتمع قوم في بيت من بيوت الله يتمون كتاب الله ويتدارسونه بينهم إلا نزلت عليهم السكينة وخشيتهم الرحمة وحفتهم الملائكة وذكرهم الله في من عنده ومن بطأ به عمله لم يسرع به نسب رواه مسلم بهذا لفظ أنذو ثارتي أبو ريرا رضي الله عنه He narrated that the Prophet ﷺ said, Whoever removes a worldly grief from a believer, Allah will remove from him one of the griefs on the day of Qiyamah. And whomsoever elevates or alleviates afwan, the need of a needy person, Allah will alleviate his needs of in this world and the year after. Whoever shields or hides the misdeeds of a Muslim, Allah will shield him in this world and the year after. And Allah will aid his slave so long as he aids his brother. And whoever follows the path to seeking knowledge therein, Allah will make easy for him a path to Jannah. No people gathers together in one of the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reciting the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and studying it amongst themselves, except that sakina, tranquility descends upon them, and mercy envelops them, and the angel surrounds them, and Allah mentions them amongst those who are with him, and whoever is slowed down by his actions, will not be hastened forward by his lineage. Subhanallah. So this hadith, Allah subhanahu or the Prophet peace be upon him, Afwan, he starts and he says that whosoever aids, right, his brother. And the word kurbatu means yani shaddatu waddiqu. That he's going through a lot of difficulties. He's going through Hardships in this dunya, right? And you speak to him, you help him. He just needs a good word, you encourage him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? You took some difficulty away from him. Allah is going to make that. He removes this from you on the day of Qiyamah. Then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
He says, وَمَنْ يَسَّرَ عَلَى مُعْسِرٍ يَسَّرَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ And whosoever alleviates something for someone is going through difficulty in this dunya and you help him and you assist him. Allah is going to help you in this dunya and Allah is going to help you in the year after. Right? You find a brother is struggling. He doesn't have a place to stay. He doesn't have family. He might revert. He was maybe a revert to Islam recently. And you help him out. You care about him. Allah is going to help you in this dunya and he's going to help you on the day of Qiyamah. How many people comes to us? How many people needs assistance? Help someone. No one needs to know. Buy family a loaf of bread. Buy them milk. Make dua for them. Speak well to them. Give them encouragement. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to help you on that day when you need help. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, وَمَنْ سَتَرَ مُسْلِمًا سَتَرَهُ اللَّهُ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَهَذَا أَيْضًا الْعَمَلُ بِهِ سَتْرٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْجَزَاءُ عَلَيْهِ سَتْرٌ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَسَتْرُ هُوَ إِخْفَاءُ عِيبْ وَعَدَمُ إِذْهَارِهِ So what does this satr mean? The satr means to hide a deficiency that your brother or your sister has وَعَدَمُ إِذْهَارِ And do not make it apparent. فَمَنْ كَانَ مَعْرُوفًا بِالْإِسْتِقَامَةِ وَحَصَلَ مِنْهُ الْوُقُوعُ فِي مَعْصِيَتِهِ يُوصِحَ وَسُتِرَ عَلَيْهِ And if you know someone that is involved in something wrong and he persists in something wrong, then speak to him, give him da'wah, but cover his fault as well. وَمَنْ كَانَ مَعْرُوفًا بِالْفَسَادِ وَالْإِجْرَامِ فَإِنَّ سَتْرَ عَلَيْهِ قَدْ يُهَوِّنُ عَلَيْهِ إِجْرَامَهُ فَيَسْتَمِرُ عَلَيْهِ وَيَتَمَادَ فِيهِ فَالْمَصْلَحَةُ فِي مِثْلِ هَذَا عَدَمُ سَتْرِ عَلَيْهِ لِيَحْسُنُ لَهُ عُقُوبَةُ الَّتِي تَزْجُرُهُ عَلِ الْعُودِ إِلَىٰ إِجْرَامِهِ وَعُدْوَانِهِ So here is another point and this is an important point. That if the harm now is involved in what? Is involved in a third party. Or it's going to protect someone from doing something that this person might harm them then what must you do? So now you don't make suffer. So now you need to own. So for example, someone does something haram in public. Right? And this is a common issue. But the Prophet ﷺ said that you mustn't expose. But he lied in public. He stole in public. If you're not going to warn the people, what's going to happen? He's going to steal from you. He's going to rob you. Let's look at an example. Take marriage, for example, right? So someone comes to you, says, you know, um, do you know Fulan or you know Fulan? Say, yes, I know them. Okay. 
Um, right, so my son or my daughter is interested in Fulan or Fulan. But you know, for example, that when I would be like Fulan or Fulan, they involved in drug abuse. So now must you make something on that drug abuse? No. So what must you do? You will inform him. As far as I know. Yes. The person is involved in such and such actions, which is not Islamic, and I wouldn't want your daughter to, or your son to, marry this person. Then it is a point, but that's it. There's no need for you also to now throw a bit of salt here and throw a bit of pepper and a bit of masala in. No. Right? You just say what's apparent to you. Also with knowledge. Don't hear say, okay, or maybe you see him standing here outside the corner of silver tree and you think, okay, maybe now stand with the broken jeans and the cap is skewed so he might be involved in this. But you don't know. So if you don't know also, then don't assume and don't accuse. But if you have 100% information, then it's your duty. So like that, for example, someone is a fraudulent. He robs people, he steals, he collects in the name of a masjid. The masjid doesn't know that he's collecting. So he's a fraudster. The people find out he stole, etc. It's our duty to warn the public. Yes, but we don't go into what? We don't go into excess. That is important. Right? The same thing what happened now a few weeks ago. And some people will say, yeah, you mustn't speak about the people. But it's in protection of other children. Correct? It's protection of other females. So you need the... And this is the beauty again of Islam. This is the beauty of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jamaah. That we are balanced. We don't go to the one extreme, we cover up everything. We don't go to the other extreme where we put the person so down and never ever be able to recover. But we take the middle ground and Allah knows best. Wallahu fi awni al-abdi ma kana al-abdu fi awni akhi. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in the assistance of the slave as how the slave is in the assistance of his Akhi, of his brother or sister as well. So if you help your fellow Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to help you. وَمَنْ سَلَكَ طَرِيقًا يَلْتَمِسُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَهَّلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ بِهِ طَرِيقًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ And whosoever strives and thrives on seeking knowledge, he treads a path on seeking knowledge, سَهَّلَ اللَّهُ Allah is going to make easy for you your path to Jannah. And this is Islamic knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to make your path to Jannah easy. That you know what is the faraid, you know what is the sunnah, you know what is the nawafil, you know that which is good of the deen, you study the deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to make your path to Jannah easy. وَمَجْتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ فِي بَيْتِ مِنْ بُيُوتِ اللَّهِ يَتْلُونَ كِتَابَ اللَّهِ وَيَتَدَارَسُونَهُ بَيْنَهُمْ and there's no group of people that they gather in the masjids of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Min buyutillah. 
from of the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what did the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, why does he use the masjid? Because this is of the blessed places. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ahabkul biladi illallahi masajiduha. That the best, the most beloved of places on the earth is what? Is the masajid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa abghadul biladi illallahi aswaquha. And the worst of places to Allah is what? Is the marketplaces. Obviously, if you need to do your daily chores, etc., you need to go to the market. But we don't have to go spend five, six, seven, eight, nine hours, ten hours a day in Canal Walk, walk from, go see all the window shopping, everything. And then you go. Through the Waktu. Yes, so now someone's going to argue, okay, I can make Salah, then no one's denying that. But the point is that these places are not for the Muslim. Yes, you go what you need to go and you go home. The best of places is the masjid. And then the Prophet says, what do they do in the masjid? Yatluna kitab Allah. They recite the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shaykh Salih, al-Shaykh Allah ta'ala in the shah of this hadith, under the part, Yatluna kitab Allah. He says that the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, one person would recite the Quran and the others would listen. They wouldn't be recited in a group. Because many of the Ahlul Bida, they use this hadith and they say, see there, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, whosoever gathers in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, reciting the book of Allah, see, so we're making Azkar in a group, we're dancing in a group, we're jumping up and down in a group, we're reciting verses in a group, it's fine, no. But how did the Sahaba do it? One would read and the others would listen. And they would study the hadith of Rasulullah. They would study the Masail of Fiqh. They would study the tafsir of the Quran. They would study. And this is also important. That it shows you that the reading the Quran is not sufficient. You need to study the book of Allah. You need to know what Allah is saying to you as well. You need to study the deen of Islam. And what happens when they do that? Except that Tranquility descends upon them. And they are surrounded by Rahmah. And the Malaika come. And they mention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is in the garden. And the Prophet peace be upon him says, And whomever, whomsoever he slowed down by his actions, will not be hastened forward by his lineage. مَنْ أَخْطَرَهُ عَمَلُهُ عَنْ دُخُولِ الْجَنَّةِ لَمْ يُسْرِعْ بِهِ نَسَبُهُ إِلَى دُخُولِ الْجَنَّةِ لِأَنَّ مُعْتَبَرَ فِي ذَلِكَ الْإِيمَانُ وَتَكْوَةِ كَمَا قَالَ تَعَالَى إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ Here the Prophet is saying that your deeds, right? Your deeds is that which is going to enter you into Jannah and not your lineage. So don't, every time, this is the 38th grandson of the Prophet This is the 30th grandson, the son of this son of that son. You still need to make salah. You still need to pay zakah. You still need to do what Allah commands you to do. Stay away from that which Allah prohibits you from staying away. And what does Allah look at? إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ 
What is honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Is your taqwa. Correct? And this is honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what is honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our taqwa. لِكُلِّ دَرَجَاتٌ مِمَّا عَمِلُوا And every daraja that will increase is from مِمَّا عَمِلُوا is that amal, that actions that you do. Right, so this is basically the end of the hadith and we can see the hadith number 35, hadith number 36 deals a lot with our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our relationship with other human beings, and how we should be a lot of tazkiyatun nafs, reformation of the soul. Al-Hadith al-Sabi' wa thalathun An Ibn Abbas an Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi ma yarwihi an rabbihi tabaraka wa ta'ala qal, inna Allah kataba al-hasanati wa sayyiat thumma bayyana dhalik فَمَنْ هَمَّ بِحَسَنَةٍ فَلَمْ يَعْمَلْهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حَسَنَةً كَامِلَةً وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِهَا فَعَمِلَهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ عَشْرَ حَسَنَاتٍ إِلَى سَبْعِمِئَةٍ دِعْفٍ إِلَى أَضْعَافٍ كَثِيرَةٍ وَإِنْ هَمَّ بِسَيِّئَةٍ فَلَمْ يَعْمَلُهَا كَتَبَهَا اللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ حَسَنَةً كاملة وإن هم بها فعملها كتبها الله سيئة واحدة رواه البخاري ومسلم في صحيحيهما بهذه حروف الله سبحانه صلى الله عليه وسلم ابن عباس that narrated from the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم who said that from my lord he narrated from his lord so this is known as a hadith he says that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written down the good deeds and the evil deeds. So everything is recorded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All the good that you do, all the bad that you do. And then he explained that whomsoever intended to perform a good deed but he did not do it, then Allah writes it down with himself as a complete good deed. So you went to go sleep tonight. You said, inshallah, I'm going to wake up for Dajjah. And you set your alarm. And you set two alarms. But you still did not get up. But your intention was there. Sincerely, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala writes that you made Dajjah. He gives you a reward for your intention. And if he intended to perform a good deed and he did it, then Allah writes it down with himself as a from 10 good deeds up to 700 times. Subhanallah. Up, and as Allah says in the Quran, وَاللَّهُ And Allah can multiply how many times he wants. And if he intended to perform an evil deed, but he did not do it, then Allah writes down with himself a complete good deed. So he said to himself, you know, I'm going to drink some alcohol. And he takes a walk to the shop to go buy it. And then he realizes that this is haram. And he turns and he goes back home. 
Allah will write it good deed for you. And if he does the wrong, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just writes as one bad deed. And this shows us the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this hadith alhamdulillah is quite straightforward. There's no need for a lot of explanation in this hadith. So we should always try to do good deeds so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can reward us. الحديث ثامن وثلاثون عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله تعالى قال من عاد لي وليا فقد آذنته بالحرب وما تقرب إلي عبدي بشيء أحب إلي مما افترته عليه ولا يزال عبدي يتقرب إلي بالنوافل حتى أحبه فإذا أحببته كنت سمعه الذي يسمع به وبصره الذي يبصر به ويده التي يبطش بها ورجله التي يمشي بها ولئن سأل ولئن سألني لأعطينه ولئن استعاذني لأعيذنه رواه البخاري The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم Again, another hadith al-Qudsi And hadith al-Qudsi we discussed earlier when we did the book the difference between the hadith al-Qudsi and the Quran and a normal hadith. The messenger peace be upon him said that indeed Allah has said whoever shows enmity to a wali, to a friend of mine, then I have declared war against him. And my servant does not draw near to me with anything more beloved to me than his religious duties, meaning that which is far, that I have obligated upon him. And my servant continues to draw near to me with nawafim deeds until I love him. When I love him, I am his hearing with which he hears, and I am his sight with which he sees, and I am his hand with which he strikes, and his foot with which he walks. Were he to ask something of me, I would surely give it to him, and were he to seek refuge with me, I would surely grant him refuge. So the first point deals with that whomsoever oppresses or shows enmity to the wali, to the friend of Allah, has declared war with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's two places. This is the one place. Where is the other place that Allah declares war? Shirk. Shirk? But in the Quran specifically, there's a place where Allah says, if you do act something, has to do with money and that. Right? The third juice, Allah says that he clear war. Someone that's involved in riba. And here, someone that curses the wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what is a wali? Allah inna awliya, Allah la khawfun alayhim wa la hum yahzanun. Allah dina amanu wa kanu yattaku. A wali is someone 
that he fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's a Muslim, he has taqwa. He obeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He follows the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is a wali. A wali is not necessarily someone with a long beard, a seven meter turban, a big jubba, a tasbih on his hand. This does not make him a wali. How many people have we seen? Right? And I'm not degrading, I'm not speaking ill of the beard, of the sunnah dress, etc. But how many people dresses this way, acts this way, but they far from being a wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says that you need to do faraid. This is the first thing. You cannot want to wake up for tajud, but you oversleep for fajr. That doesn't make sense. So in order to do the subah, your sunnah acts, you need to do the fara'i. And this is very important, right? That you need to do your fara'i. How many people? They want to do some things that are extra, but they don't do that which Allah has ordered them to do, which is far. And thereafter, you will do your sunnah acts. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he says, When I love him, I become his hearing with which he hears. I become his sight with which he sees. And his hand with which he strikes. And his foot with which he walks. Were he to ask, okay, before we come to the end of the hadith, this does not mean, right? Or this does not prove wahdata wujud. Like some Sufis, that Allah is in us and all this. No. What this means is that if you do what Allah orders you to do, your sight is going to be that, that you will only look at that which is correct. You will hear that which is correct. So you hear music, you will try to block it out, you will put it off. You see haram, you will stay away from it. This is what is made. Not that you can now hear what Allah hears, etc. doesn't mean that and Allah knows best. And inshallah we can do what's that. Okay, right? We've got time still for one more hadith. It's not a long hadith. Al-Hadith al-Tasi' wa-Thalathun An Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhumah anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam aqal inna allaha تجاوز لي عن أمتي الخطأ والنسيان وما استكره عليه. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he said that indeed Allah has pardoned or been lenient with or يعني for me or for my ummah their mistakes and their forgetfulness and that which they have been forced to do under duress. So this hadith tells us that if you make a mistake or you forget, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive you. Like Allah says, رَبَّنَا لَا تُؤَخِذْنَا إِنَّ سِينَا أَوْ أَخْطَأْنَا The dua, oh, our Lord, لَا تُؤَخِذْنَا Do not take us and do not make us account for that which we forgot or we heard. 
And then the prophet says, and you or something that you did which was under duress. So someone told you to not. Someone put a gun to you and said, you can't go for Juma. Right? So you didn't go for Juma. And you do this for 10 weeks. Every Friday you put a gun to you, you can't go for Juma. So what are you going to do? Right? So Allah will forgive you for this. Or you genuinely, you didn't know something that you were doing wrong. You came to learn about this afterwards. And all of us fell into this already. So Allah will forgive us for this. Or you forgot. You genuinely forgot to make salah. You genuinely forgot to pay your zakah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive us for this as well. And this brings us to the end of tonight's lesson. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings. Subhanakallah wa bihamdik ashadu wa la ilaha illa astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.